people just like you have taken the brave step to do this thing we call work differently. They tell their self-unlimited story to inspire and encourage you. Another story begins now. Today, it's my great pleasure to be talking with Sheila from Uganda. Welcome, Sheila. Thanks, Helen. Hello, everyone. I'm happy to be here. You are the first person from the continent of Africa who has participated in one of the conversations for Self Unlimited. So this is a nice experience for me. I hope it will be for you too. Well, thank you. It's really an honor and very exciting. One of the things I find interesting is that you have a title called Biomedical Engineer. I have no idea what that is. And I'm wondering if you had to explain to your grandmother who I'm assuming possibly also doesn't know what it means, what would you say that you do? So ideally, I'm just uh, that person who makes the equipment that she needs when she goes to hospital. Any equipment related to her health, I'll be responsible for that, right? For making the equipment, uh, ensuring that the people who use it are trained well, it's maintained, it's disposed, it's uh, calibrated when it needs to. Yeah, so ideally I'll take care of all the equipment she needs for her health. That's a wonderful answer. Have you had to give an answer like that many times in your life? So, so many times. <laughs> I, I understand that to be a biomedical engineer is a fairly new profession. It hasn't been around many years. Yes, that's that's very true. So yes, biomedical engineering is, I mean, as compared to other professions like medicine, which have been there for ages. And in Uganda, I was in the first graduating class of biomedical engineering, which was in January 2016. It was very, very exciting and it's still very exciting and a very exciting field currently. Um, we still have to answer lots of questions of what exactly do you do? What's your role in the healthcare system? Are you sure you need to be here? But It's interesting because many years ago, my last year at high school was the first year they had computer studies. So I also started in a field that was kind of new and that people didn't understand what I did. My father saw that I sat on a machine and I typed. So he thought I did typing. He didn't understand what a computer was. So I can relate to trying to explain to people that what I was doing was not just typing. I know. When you were a child, did you see yourself getting into something that was maybe involving innovations or technology or medicine? What did you think you would be when you grew up? So actually, uh, my mom is a nurse, so... I got a lot of inspiration from her growing up, and mm -hmm. I definitely knew that I wanted to be in a health-related field. I thought medicine or pharmacy, but interestingly, when I did my final exams, uh, my points did not allow me to get into medicine or pharmacy, but just in that very year is when biomedical engineering was being introduced, and then I said, you know what, I'm going to do this. It has, you know, my passion, it has something that... Um, it's about life. It's about, it also has engineering. So I'm like, let me go for this. So it sounds like a good mix of your talents, your interests, your skills, the inspiration from your mother. Yes. You're currently working in a not-for-profit organization foundation. 
Now, I've never worked in one of those before, and I'm wondering what advice would you give me if I was to come and work in that kind of organization? The first advice is you can come and work. We are open. My general advice would be if you're moving from into different settings is um, just be open to learn how things are done. Immerse yourself in the culture and the context in which the organization is working in. I think that's my general advice. So I'm thinking I should ask lots of questions. Um, yes, do ask a lot of questions. Interact with the people because then that's when you're able to understand uh, why they do the things that they do and generally how things work in that area. I'm, I'm thinking too that maybe I should find myself a buddy, somebody like you, who can be the person who can tell me about those things and help me understand the context. Um, yes, that's true. Me and many others, because sometimes it can just be an opinion, but yes, uh, learning and listening to what has to have to say. Is this something that you've done at work that you're really proud of, something that if you could sign your name and put it in a picture frame and put it on the wall and say, I did that or I contributed to that, what would that be? I think my daily contribution to the work that we do, to keeping the team together, to network, like to creating really valuable networks for the team, sometimes moving things when they are stuck especially when we need to involve uh, different people, if we need to talk to like the research, the different bodies. Um, I think I'm really good at networking. So mm -hmm. using my skill every day to get things moving and to create new networks and opportunities and generally work well with people and create that face of Rio to in Uganda as a you know a trusted entity as a professional entity as an organization that people can trust and rely on to have access to oxygen i think for me that's really great what's something that you've been learning about yourself recently in the work that you do um lots of things usually when you're in a position like mine which I think you get to learn so many things about yourself every day. Is there a particular example? I think working with people, how to keep people motivated. Every day I learn something about how to keep a team together and how to keep a team be able to deliver what you want them to deliver. That's one thing that I'm learning myself and being challenged to do better every day. I think that's one of those things that we're always going to learn about because each person that we connect to can be slightly different. And when a group of us get together, there's a different kind of dynamic and it's something that's always changing and adjusting. And we always need to be looking out for insights about how to navigate that. Yeah, that's very true. What's a challenge that you find that you need to face and what's your way of overcoming that? For me, my philosophy is uh, challenges are part of life and they're here to make us grow and they also won't be here forever. Mm. So I, I've really learned to adapt to many of the things very challenging to a lot of people. I think I can say 
my actually like the challenge I would have would be maybe the need being too great that you can't meet the need. So sometimes even because of the huge need, uh, the work you're doing still like it's they like there's still so much more to be done. So sometimes even when you fix one problem, it's just one part of many other things that still need to be worked on. So yeah, just taking one day at a time and doing what you can. Yeah, and realizing the things that you have in control that you can actually do something about. And then there are things that you cannot fix and you do the best that you can. That sounds like a great life philosophy wherever anybody is working. What gives you life? Where do you find the oxygen that helps you keep going? And and that's both a, um, a metaphorical and a literal question. So, you know, what do you do in your day to keep your body breathing? And, and what do you do in terms of your spirit to keep your spirit going? So I derive a lot of inspiration from the Bible. Mm-hmm. So that helps me. I read a lot and I'm surrounded by a very strong support system and also very inspiring people around me who are doing so many great and amazing things. Mm. So I think that's what keeps me going. Yeah. You said that you read a lot. What's a book that you've been reading lately that you could recommend to others? My latest read was an African book. It's called, it's by a very famous writer called Chinua Achebe. It's generally about Africa colonialism. So that was my latest read. Is it a fiction book or a factual book? It's fiction. So I don't read too much fiction. I usually read a lot of uh, biographies, um, self-help books, if that's what many people call them. Mm-hmm. Yes, Um my personal favorite uh, biography currently is by Michelle Obama, Becoming. So, yeah. I, ha- I haven't read it, but I have seen the interview where she talked about it. Well, what's some inspiration oh, that you, you should. take from it? Um, for me, it's actually, it's it's the process. Like, getting there is a process. You can't just wake up and be the person that you've always dreamed of, but it's a process. Uh, Many things have to happen before you get to that person. And it's about you keeping on and working through um, very many things, very many challenges to actually become that person. Yeah. And everyone, yeah, everyone fights some battles that you don't see, but that doesn't stop them from achieving and being the person that they want to be. Is there something that you're looking at forward to, a challenge or something learning that you want to reach for, something intentionally? I definitely, in the near future, in the next few years, I definitely want to upgrade in and do a master's uh, program. Mm -hmm. Uh, But currently in my work, I'm really uh, looking forward to having health facilities on board taking our system to them and actually creating that demand that the health facilities now look for for us or for free or two and say, we want you. Like just, I think for me, that's my bigger challenge right now. 
you mentioned that you're a biomedical engineer and that you're working at the organization Free O2. Maybe you could expand just a little bit about what the work is that you do at Free O2. So Free O2 is a non-profit organization uh, with the main aim of ensuring that all health facilities that care for inpatients have access to rooms that have been designed actually context specific so they are suitable for the Ugandan environment and my work involves employing these systems in our own context and making sure that they are the right systems, they meet the needs, people can use them and they're using them properly and we give people the maintenance support or we give health facilities the maintenance support that they need these facilities can have adequate access to oxygen. And for you as a biomedical engineer, is there a particular part of that work that you particularly enjoy? I enjoy installing equipment, but also understanding how the usability of the equipment. So I'm very good at uh, understanding user needs or identifying user needs or even how users interact with our equipment. Uh, both te- at a technical level, but also at a social level. So is our equipment making work easier for the nurses? Does this have a direct impact on their motivation to treat patients? So I really love that. That's just a wonderful way to be thinking about your work. And as a person who uses uh, technical equipment in the world, I applaud you that you are thinking about the users and how to make it easier. So on behalf of all of those people in the world that may never say thank you to you, I'm going to say thank you to you today for being that kind of person. Thanks, Helen. As we come to a close, I'm wondering, when you look back to yourself entering the work place for the first time is there some advice that you would give your younger version of yourself something that you might do differently or something that they that you might warn or inspire yourself about I would definitely tell my younger self to not be afraid and just try and that you will make mistakes and it's okay and you learn from them and grow also take on challenges and do not be afraid of doing new things, things that haven't been done before and creating paths for people. And I think you're doing a very good job at that. So thank you so much for sharing your story with me today. Thanks so much, Helen. This has been interesting. Workscapes are changing everywhere. For more goodness to change your workscape, visit www.beselfunlimited.com 